Scanning for clear channels. This is Whiskey One, Zulu, Romeo, Delta. Is anyone there? Oh, man. It's 4 a.m. and I'm just getting done with my work. And I can't really sleep. So, this seems like a good way to pass the time. My belly floats like the ferry boats. Docking, rocking, to a halt. My belly screeching like the ferry boats. Docking, either coming or going. To a halt. But for 25 minutes, screeching, the daydream runs places. My belly floats like the ferry boats. Docking, rocking, to a halt. Screeching, like grumbling, either coming or going. But for 25 minutes, the daydream is priceless. Screeching, grumbling, we're either coming or going, but for 25 minutes, daydream is priceless. This is Whiskey One, Zulu, Romeo, Delta. Is anyone there? I'm starting to wonder if I'd have better luck using the phone Brian got me. He says it's time for me to stop using those old load and tape machines. <laughs> since he's really sick of ordering them in bulk all the time off Amazon. Jobs really want you to have a cell phone nowadays. It's kind of weird not to have a phone, or so I've come to understand from recent interviews. I didn't think it was bad, but Brian seemed horrified. Brian's been on top of me about the jobs thing lately. He acts more like a parole officer than a lawyer sometimes. <laughs> Grand must have known me so well. She hired him to carry out that will, and he hasn't given me quarters since. But God, this phone makes me feel like an old man. Big hands and a small phone are not a good combo, especially when I'm covered in epoxy half the time. It's just a hassle. Plus, Ryan's the only one calling me on it anyway. Well, he was, until recently. I was wrapping up some window frames on one of those Build America sets, and the phone just started buzzing on the corner of my desk. Kind of startled me. Thought it was a robocall at first. I try not to pick those up. Could be anyone. Usually, you just delete them afterwards and move on. Except the calls kept coming. About every week or so, I'd get a call from the same number, then a voicemail. The first one I deleted after a few seconds it was just some girl chatting with her friend. Wrong number. But that wasn't the end of it. She's left me three more voicemails after that. All for the same person. I was kind of scared to deal with them at first. It stressed me out. Maybe they're another debt collector or some tweaker. I just didn't want any trouble. I've been in my fair share of trouble when I was younger, riding between train cars, underage bar fights, losing the cops at the mall. And the thing is, you tend to want to keep all the idiocy in your 20s. My life is nice and quiet now. I, I fought for it to be that way. I'm not exactly itching to play detective here, but eventually I did listen though. I couldn't help myself. I know, I know they're technically private, but I wanted to figure out if they were actually for me. Maybe I'd misheard her, maybe it was job search related. I know that would have made Brian happy. But they weren't. This girl was leaving messages for what I'm assuming is her dead friend. Sad messages. 
way more private than I should be listening to. Stuff about folks getting divorced, hospital stay, just wandering in the dark. The scary part is that I can't tell if I'm listening to someone unraveling over the phone and whether that's my business or not. All I know is that she thinks that this is her buddy's number. She's not going to stop calling unless I let her know. But I'm just wondering if she has anyone living to talk to. I just wish I could have done that when Grandma Muddle died, you know. But it's hard. It's complicated and final. And the grief has this way of making it hard to say anything constructive. Push people away. I remember all of last year being that way. <laughs> sort of dark, lonely spiral into yourself. Peeling the outside world off, just becoming really private. No calls, drinking a lot, that kind of worthless. Yeah, that blew. I lost my job at the Lug and Chug on the Highland after Grant died. Manager came in one morning, saw me holed up in the stock room, trashed and stinking of whiskey. Not my proudest moment. Took my keys, fired me on the spot, and I did not argue with them. I'm easier on the whiskey now, but some days are still tough, directionless, and just, you know, floating alone. And there's still this huge hole in my life. I know it's wrong to have even started listening to those messages, but I'm in an ethical quandary of sorts. I'm worried. The last voicemail I got was about a week and a half ago. I'm starting to look forward to getting them. This one ended off on a scary note, like something had happened to her. She's just talking, walk around for Wadsworth by herself, and then suddenly screams. And that, that's the end. It's probably nothing. This is the last thing I wanted to fall into my lap. Plus she's the one calling the wrong number. But somehow that feels wrong and I, I know it. This is how people get into trouble. Let's say she's hurt or something. And if I see it pop up on the news like a week from now, I could not live with that. All I have to do is call and ask if she's all right. Grand used to say longevity isn't a number on a gravestone, but how long people remember you. She found that little gem on one of her shamanic tours down south. She always had a knack for those little sayings. This will be nothing fancy. Just a quick call. If I hear her voice, then I hang up with the peace of mind that she's alive. Easy. Then I'll text her. I'll clear up this miscommunication. Then we all live happily ever after. Then I go back to my life and never deal with her again.